Welcome to Freedom Matters Today. I'm Michael J. Sutton, and this is episode 68 in our series Freedom from Fear. Today, freedom from the fear of rejection. Many people who have taken up the cause of following Jesus have stumbled, fallen, tripped, or slipped. This is more widespread than the church would like to admit. When people fall, trip, slip or stumble, the church makes a song and dance over it. They gather like vultures waiting for the corpse, gossip feverishly about the person who has slipped, cast them out, discipline them and condemn them. There is excitement over the broken marriage, the broken relationship, the failed business, the court case, the character flaws of people in church, perhaps more than in any other place in the world. James, the brother of our Lord, wrote in his letter the opposite observation, We all stumble in many ways. James chapter 3 verse 1 Paul also says of all those who have faith in Christ, Therefore, There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 When we do stumble, the path forward is simple. Acknowledge before God our mistakes and our sins and embrace the restoration of God through the sacrificial death of Christ on the cross. John writes in 1 John chapter 1 verses 8 to 9 If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. To confess is simply to acknowledge And we do not confess to the priest or pastor, but to God, and move on. Other Christians are cautioned not to judge others, and if they do, know that the same standard they expect of others, God will expect of them. Matthew chapter 7 verses 1 to 2. It is only self-righteous hypocrites in the church that preach morality, for they are spiritually blind. It is the warning of the Lord that I have never and shall never preach morality to others. There but for the grace of God go I. I do say this, there is none beyond the reach of the love and mercy of God. There is no one too far gone to be too far from God. There is no one too lost not to be found by God. To find those beyond the reach of love, those too far from God and those too lost from God, is the reason Christ came into the world, to save. Might I also add the promise from God, which seems to have have been an ancient hymn in early Christianity in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses 11 to 13. Paul says, Here is a trustworthy saying, If we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, 
he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. One of the most interesting stories in the Gospels about forgiveness is found in Luke's Gospel, Luke chapter 7, verses 36 to 50. Jesus is invited to the home of a Pharisee named Simon. There were lots of Simons in those days. And while reclining to eat, they sat on the floor in those days, a woman came up to Jesus and poured ointment on his feet, wiping his feet with her tears and kissing his feet. Now Luke tells us that the Pharisee Simon, whose house it was Jesus was visiting, said to himself, in chapter 7, verse 39, that if Jesus was truly a prophet, he would know that the woman was a sinner. Luke doesn't tell us what her lifestyle was or how she came to be known as a sinner. The point of the story is that everyone knew her and would not be seen dead with her, as the saying goes, and were astonished that she turned up at Simon's home. Luke also captures the pure disdain from Simon. He would know who was touching him. In other words, this woman was social filth. She was beyond the pale. This is the kind of person the churches love to condemn, the person they love to gossip about and turn away. I believe the woman noticed that Simon failed to show Jesus due hospitality. Simon didn't wash his feet and wipe them, or anoint his head with oil. Christians usually say she was weeping because she knew she was a sinner. Maybe. But her expression of devotion was to all the points where Simon had failed to show respect as the host. She was weeping not because she was a sinner, but because Simon, the host, was not showing the Messiah the basic respect that was required of all who entered the house of Simon. Chapter 7, verse 50 says she had faith in Jesus. And the Messiah was in Simon's house, and no one except the woman and the disciples knew who he was. Jesus noticed it too, and points out to Simon that the woman was only doing to Jesus what Simon had failed to do. In chapter 7, verses 44 to 6. Jesus tells Simon a parable about two people who are forgiven by the same person, one owing much and the other owing little. The point Jesus makes to Simon is a valuable one for all who are seeking forgiveness from God. Which will love the man more who forgave their sins? Jesus asks in verse 42. Simon gave the only answer possible, the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. Reflecting on the kindness of the woman towards Jesus, he says in chapter 7, verse 47, Therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. What Simon didn't understand, and what the church fails to understand, as they're too busy casting out the sinner, is that those who are forgiven more will love more, for they are more grateful for the Lord's forgiveness. For those who stumble and by the grace of God rise, God's forgiveness drives their love of God to a deeper place in their walk with Him. 
God will never reject those who come to him, no matter what they have done or how far they fall. It is not the good news the self-righteous hypocrites in the church want to hear, but they believe they're too good to be saved. Remember, freedom matters today because you matter to God. Join me tomorrow for another episode of Freedom from Fear.